Hi, I'm Patrick. And I'm Alex. And this is Swirl Talk 901. So today we are talking about cancel culture. Now, cancel culture to me means something completely different than it probably would to everybody else in the world because my mind is a little bit different from everybody else in the world. <laughs> and that's all there is to it. I'm simple. And that's what we love I'm, about you, Patrick. It, exactly. I'm a simple country boy from Columbus, Georgia, and that's all I know. So cancel culture to me is when somebody does something extremely stupid, gets caught in it, and we're just like, we're done. That. That's it. We have numerous examples of cancel culture, and they're well deserving of that. Um, Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, um, Chris Brown. He's he's one of the ones we're going to talk about today. That that whole situation is crazy. But these are people who I feel are totally deserving of their canceled culture, and and these were people that were very important in today's or not today's society but in our past history these are mm-hmm. these are prominent people of the of the world that mm-hmm. deserve everything that they're getting right now bad things that they're getting right now um i don't know alex what is your definition of cancel culture my definition of cancel culture is When somebody, whether it's a person or a corporation, whether that person is a political figure, a movie actor, um, a singer, an athlete, what I see of cancel culture is really dragging people's name through the mud, whether that's, whether it's true facts or slander Mm. a lot of times, um, But it has real consequences either way. And there are a lot of different consequences as far as financial um, and social, which is why I really wanted the communities or just other people's perspective. I asked friends, I asked people on social media um, what they thought cancel culture was, what they think the consequences and the benefits are, Um, because at the core of it, it's about the social construct. It's about um, it's about society and community because there are no repercussions that don't involve the community and don't involve other people. So that's why I kind of pulled um, social media and did some research on like what different people view as cancel culture. Because okay. it means something different to you. Just like you said, it means something different to you than it does to me. And that can be said for everyone, which I think is what's dangerous about it, too. So in thinking about that and going that route, let's talk about some of the people who have been canceled within the last five, six years. Um, as I said before. Okay. Our... So you want to keep it more recent, but the, the well, examples I mean, that can... you gave aren't always recent. Well, a lot of people want to think that it's a new thing, but it's not. Right. And that's what I was going to say is that you've got people like R. Kelly and Bill Cosby, who within the last five to six years have been canceled, but people are still listening to R. Kelly's music. People mm-hmm. are still watching Bill Cosby's show. Uh, you've got people like Chris Brown, who 
was essentially canceled, but is now back in the media. He's still releasing albums, still showing up places, and people have seemed to forgot what happened to cause him to be canceled. These people um, are still making money. Exactly. You got you got people like Leah Michelle, who essentially was canceled for something she did many years ago. Not many years ago, but at least five, six years ago. But it was brought into light recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got people like James Charles, who is literally, literally trolling young men for his quote-unquote gratification and that's all i'm gonna say on that gratification but he is literally canceled but is it is it justified is it all right to say we're done with these people because of the way they acted back then compared to how they're acting now i have a friend mac who is honestly one of my best friends in the world she's probably one of the most intelligent people i know whether she's talking about cats or or something equally crazy like that. But she says that cancel culture is what people who like to act like assholes call consequences for acting like an asshole. Mm. That right there is just, I was like, damn, that's actually pretty profound. You know, that yeah. that's deep. It's It's weird to say that. But it's true. Like, if you do something like that, should you be canceled? Should you be done? Should we no longer support you? And if we do support you, then why are we supporting you? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody loved R. Kelly. His music was in the 90s and early 2000s. He was one of the greatest artists in the world. But you come to find out he liked doing bad things to little girls. Uh-huh. And you're just kind of like, people are like, well, was it R. Kelly, though? Or was it just R. Kelly pissed on a 15-year-old child? Yeah, like, that's that, not okay. That, that's, that's, just, that's not allowed. That can't that. be justified. Right, exactly. But why are people still listening to his music? So you think that he could, he should be completely written off? Oh, yeah. Like, th- as far as I'm concerned, R. Kelly doesn't exist in this world anymore. Yeah, I absolutely because agree. Of that. I mean, a sexual predator... So exactly. there are degrees of offenses. I mean, in cancel yes, culture, of for course, sure. of course, there should be because there are certain levels. Like if I am someone who is famous, first of all, there are certain things that I should never have around me. I feel like I should never be caught anywhere with a young child that is not my own child. Mm-hmm. I should never be caught doing anything that is unseemly or unjustified or something like that. That you deserve everything that you're getting from that. So basically something that no human should be doing. Like mm-hmm. no adult should be, you know, pissing yes. on a 15-year-old yes. child. Yes. No adult yes. should be... Drugging someone's drink. Yeah, drugging someone's drink. Nobody should be sexually harassing, sexually yes. abusing people. Yes. And it's not just sex, though. No, right. ch- No person should ever make any racial comments of any race. I shouldn't be making them about white people. Nobody should be making them about black people. Nobody should be making them Asian. Nobody should be making them a Latino. You know, that is just not right. So... What determines should be canceled, and then how far should that cancellation go? Right. Like, because of ignorant comments that Leah Michelle made, 
on the set of Glee and was called out for it. Can you elaborate on that, please? Yes. So Leah Michelle posted uh, a tweet supporting the Black Lives Matter movement in May of 2020. Her former co-star uh, from Glee, Samantha Ware, quickly called her out on past actions and said that Michelle participated in microaggressions that made her question her career in Hollywood. So microaggressions are, she did small things that might have been considered a little passive aggressive at the time or something like that, that just sort of, now you realize, oh, that wasn't right. That mm-hmm. That's not good. That's not okay. So Contributing and perpetuating racism. Right. Uh, I believe one of the things she did was she threatened to shit in her wig. Like, where, where where did they do that at? Where is uh, that okay? Where, right. <laughs> why is that allowed? Like, and I'm just like, okay, yeah. But does that mean that Leah Michelle should no longer work in the world anymore because of that? Because of things that she said. How long does that... What's the statute of limitations on... On being a racist. On what, being a racist. The, yeah, what's the statute of limitations? What When should it be like, okay... You know what? That's wrong and that's not okay. So what I've gathered from this and from talking to different people about it, because everybody's opinion is very different. Even their Mm -hmm. definitions are very different of Mm -hmm. what cancel culture is. And from my perspective, as someone who studied criminal justice, I see it as a as another platform of the criminal justice system in just in a societal Like you there because with the statute of limitations on things with the degrees of severity in things like somebody, you know, I've seen a lot of examples of, you know, people who have committed spousal abuse, um, animal abuse, sexual things like those are ranked higher. Right. Because Mm -hmm. it's in really in morality, you know, in, in just the way that you treat people like there are more severe social crimes. And I think that it's a really a social justice platform just saying it in a different way. Like it's, it's, you reap societal consequences and you have benefits from things that do happen in cancel culture. Things that you've done before, everybody gets an opinion to deem that cancel worthy or not. And it brings up a lot of conversations on what morality is does this mean that anybody within the past what when should be the cutoff like i have a friend of mine who uh one of my best friends love him to death who before i met him he wasn't what i call a racist but he didn't have the best opinion of people of different races Mm -hmm. so eventually he grew out of that and realized how wrong that was does that mean that he is canceled forever because of his past thoughts now? Does that mean he no longer gets credit for being a better person now, which has been almost 30 years later? Is It's almost as if we don't, sometimes we don't leave room for growth. And mm-hmm. we pretend like we've always had these ideas when in reality, we're ever evolving people. Yes. You know, I've said things in my past that still haunt me. And rightfully so, because I, that's how you learn. Like Mm -hmm. I've said, you know, I was raised in a racist environment 
And I, I'm not sure that people can be labeled either racist or I don't like the term not racist because to me, not racist doesn't exist. It's passive. Whereas mm -hmm. you need to either be, in my opinion, and based on some of the things that I've studied and read and the, it, I, I don't think the term was coined by him, but it was, um, I learned it from Dr. Ibram X. Kendi, who I've mentioned a few times, is anti-racist. You're either, you are either expressing a racist idea or supporting a racist action, or you are expressing a an anti-racist idea or supporting an anti-racist action platform, those sort of things. So... You know, the statute of limitations part, I, I think, depends, again, on the severity of the action. But I don't think, like your friend, and whether that, no matter what race or ethnicity that person is, if they've expressed racist ideas in the past, because that's what they've been surrounded by, and that's mm -hmm. what they've been taught, and, you know, they haven't at that time, whether it's being young or just being less educated, depending on your environment and your will to learn and desire to um, to learn more about other cultures and everything. If you've expressed those racist ideas in the past and learned from them and listened to people when they called you out on that, or done your own research to learn different things, like I, I definitely believe that people can change and right. people, you know, can evolve in that way. Now, I'm not so sure that I would be as quick to, um, it, I mean, but racist ideas, people expressing racist ideas and perpetuating them is very dangerous. We know right. that on yes. all platforms and being, you know, and just participating in, in that ideology. It's, it's very dangerous. It's just as dangerous as actually committing violence against someone in my yes, opinion. Yes, very much so. Um, because it is a collective mindset. And if you're not actively fighting to change that, and, I, and you know, fighting might have a negative connotation, but I, I mean that seriously. Like, if you're, not, if you're not actually, like, fighting against those ideas and growing your knowledge and having these conversations, then are you really trying to be better? So should we be listening to you? Like, I'm going to get sassy. Okay. We'll just we'll just say it, and okay. if we you know cut it out, we cut it out. Tammy mm -hmm. Sawyer, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. I have very mixed feelings about Tammy Sawyer. I love the things that she's done with the Take Him Down Nine Hundred One. I think that she's done a lot of really great work, but I haven't seen much in the way of change as far as her platform on the LGBT community. Now let's. Let's go back a little bit and okay. say who Tammy Sawyer is. So Tammy Sawyer is a local politician and activist in the Memphis area who has had a political presence for a long time and different things that she's done in organizations and in the in the political realm, um, holding different offices and stuff like that. And she I've paid attention to her a lot. I've voted for her. And she had this really, really important project that she did for a long time, and I'm not, uh, I'm not gonna, you know, act like I know more about it than I do. But it was right. the Take Him Down 901, where she actively worked with um, 
the city, I believe, di different people, different organizations to um, bring down the statues of the Confederate soldiers and different things like that that are in this area and maybe even wider than that. Mm -hmm. um, I really appreciated her platforms and things that I've seen on that. Now, on the flip side, it was, you know, her older tweets and posts on social media were in the last couple of years have resurfaced um, of very offensive things that she said about the LGBT community, in, you know, in public, in, right. you know, quotes, um, saying things like um, she mentioned a lesbian being in the presence of a lesbian and would would she dap them or something like that? And she was like, well, you can be over there. Like, I don't even want to touch you, basically, that kind of thing. And it was right. very it was very obvious. And, I, and I'm not going to pretend like right. I know the yeah, quote yeah, yeah. exactly. But that's the sentiment that I felt from it. That's the sentiment that I felt from her words is that we're untouchable. And we've done a lot as the LGBT community to, to support Tammy. And, you know, as individuals and as a community. So I'm very conflicted on her because I didn't see a whole lot of public apologies. And please, like, I, I didn't see any public apology um, for those. But please... Tell me your thoughts on her. Okay, so Tammy Sawyer is one of those subjects that, unfortunately, she is a common denominator in the Black community. And what I mean by that is to say that it doesn't surprise me that she said what she said because she's a Black woman. And not saying this about all Black women, not saying this about any Black women that I know personally, but they are, she is not very accepting of the LGBT community at the time. Um, this was in 2014. Mm -hmm. It which, was, yeah, it was like, it, there was something from 10 years ago that yeah, people no, kept no, bringing no. up. I mean, and then there was something be, more recent. Yeah. Right. It could be from a month ago. She still said it. Um, she had a teacher who was a closet lesbian decided it was their duty to out her. She quit after a semester. Uh, mean Girls, hashtag Mean Girls, uh, hashtag POC Prep Chat. Uh, another instance in Twitter, she said, uh, Twitter user said they didn't know whether to dap up or hug butch lesbians. Sawyer replied, I just wave at them from a distance, LOL. Uh -huh. Cancel. Canceled? Like that's 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 just not okay. Yeah, it's not okay because and, the yeah the the tweet that was ten years ago, right? Or it right, was around, yeah. and that but then the action that she took against a exactly a per, member of the LGBT community was even more recent. Yes, exactly. So, and that's what the problem is: is that you cannot have that view and then not have a point where it's recognized that you've changed. Right. Because she's done things to solicit the votes of the exactly. LGBT community, but I haven't seen any and I follow her and, you know, I follow a lot of people and I look, you know, and there are a lot of people who I truly respect who have a close relationship with her and support her now. And she said just to sort of put it out there, she yeah. said that her quote is, I am not just deeply ashamed, but deeply sorry for those tweets. So she's responded to... When her, was that? This was as of September 2019. 
No, her mindset might have been completely different. Uh-huh. It could have been, it could have been very well. I mean, that was, let's see, 37. So 10 years ago, she would have been 27. So when she said those things, um, when she posted, I think it was like 2008, 2009, um, when she posted that about waving at a butch lesbian from across the room, um, and then her more recent actions on that, like she was already in a position of power right she was already in a position of like where she was a public figure Mm -hmm. and her opinion matters she was seeking you know public notoriety Mm -hmm. and seeking public office and those things and wanted to be an activist or was an activist in the community Mm -hmm. she done a lot of really great things but you have to what's really important about cancel culture is that people have to recognize that when they say something, people listen. There exactly. are people watching you. Exactly. There are people watching your actions, and you're either reinforcing and perpetuating anti-LGBTQ thoughts and actions and everything like that. You're either supporting that or you're actively working against it. Yes. And when you are a public figure, you are responsible for those things that you say. Like your friend you were talking about who has said racist things in the past and acted in racist ways. And I have too. Like I, like I said, there are things that I have said that I don't even care to repeat because that's not going to help. Like I'm not going to go to anyone for absolution on those things. It's, mm. my, it's, it's my duty to reflect on those and change. Um, but I wasn't a public figure, you know. Right. Right. I was... You know, I, I, some of the things that I think about are when I was about 19, 20, you know, starting to come out on my own and realizing and still being blind to a lot of things. Right. You know, I mean, I, I had a girlfriend for a year who was a black woman. And I think about some of the dumbass shit that I said so many times that she just swallowed. Yeah. And she... And, and and she probably internalized, even though her confidence wouldn't suggest so. But, you know, she was a black woman surrounded by a bunch of white people. Mm-hmm. And she had to, you know, she heard those things. And it, it just, you know, me as somebody who's not necessarily a public figure. I mean, we got a podcast, you know, I'm featured in several editions of Focus <laughs> magazine. Uh <laughs> So, but this is before I was famous. Right. Um, <laughs> this is before you were know, well known. Right. As well known as I am yes, now. Yes. When people shout, who's she? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. Is this, is this because of your idea that you have changed as a person? Does this mean that you are no longer canceled? You would no longer be canceled? And that is the that's the problem. You've got some people on the right who feel that cancel culture is wrong. Well, why do you feel cancel culture is wrong? (laughs) Let's talk about that, too. Let's break that down. Okay. In that fucking cancel culture was basically started by the right, by the evangelical Christians. Yes. I mean, you know. I'm still not allowed to watch Harry Potter. Right. Um, That was my next statement was talking about how um, cancel culture was, it brought about the satanic panic and caused <laughs> some people 
the Smurfs, Rainbow Bright, one of my, another one of my best friends was not allowed to watch the Smurfs, Rainbow Bright, and like Halloween was forbidden. My husband mm -hmm. never watched the Smurfs growing up because the Smurfs were magical. Well, no, his his mother did not allow him to watch it because there were all those boy Smurfs and one girl Smurf. So <laughs> his mother didn't allow him to watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His <laughs> the, the, okay. Like his mother did that not one allow him, I his mother did not allow him to watch it. But couldn't watch Harry Potter, couldn't watch all those things growing up. Yeah, and I, mean, I couldn't of course, watch Harry Potter. Like right, it, because it was satanic. It was witches it was like the and, devil. Uh -huh. and wizards. Witchcraft. And so like Witchcraft my, my grandmother with my grandmother, honestly, she was a librarian. And would let me read anything I wanted to read because I was reading. And I yeah. love her for that. Like, I love her yeah. for that. But it's like, I, I couldn't imagine living in a world where I couldn't watch the damn Smurfs. Yeah. I couldn't watch the mother-loving Smurfs because it was a whole bunch of men. Not, how many? It was 99 men and one woman. Like, well, let me tell you this. <laughs> okay, so the Smurfs, that's ridiculous. And you know want to know what else is ridiculous? We used to watch Ellen sitcom, you know, in the nineties. Uh -huh. It was just called Ellen, and we used to watch that. And my dad knew that we watched it, and he, she was canceled when she came out. Right now, I go back and I've watched some of those episodes, and they're all about you know, I mean the the exact opposite of the ideals of purity culture living oh, of that course. like between men and women. Mm -hmm. And that was fine until she, she came, came out. out. Exactly. Right. That was it, fine. Cancel. The like, Dixie chicks cancel. Well, the Dixie. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, we got to talk about the Dixie yeah, chicks. The Dixie chicks were canceled by the right. The and right. I'm going to say by the right <laughs> because they spoke against President George W. Bush. Uh-huh. Now, President Bush was by far not the worst president we had. No. Not even the most recent president we've had. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you, DJT, for, right, for like, making President Bush seem like a an intelligent president. You um, made President Bush look like Jane Fonda. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, he, liberal as hell. They were canceled because they spoke against the war in Iraq mm -hmm. and the way that he handled it. Mm -hmm. they Let's were put canceled. some respect on their name because they are no longer the right. Dixie they're chicks. no longer Dixie chicks. They are they're the no chicks. longer the chicks, and I love them for that. That's yes. wonderful. And I remember listening to their music, and I, I I've always loved the Dixie Chicks. They have honestly been one of those bands that have. I mean, they were they. They brought out things in me that I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So they They're were great canceled. songwriters and oh, entertainers. Amazing songwriters yeah. and, and entertainers. And I don't like country, but I liked, I, I've always liked the chicks. I, I love Down them. with Dixie. So they, were, <laughs> they were canceled. And Toby Keith, uh, another um, country performer, spoke against them. And everybody was like, well, Toby Keith got a good hand on his shoulders. Oh, I love him. I love me some Toby Keith. Oh and I was like, well, that seems kind of weird. I mean, not everybody likes their president. And I was like, well, I mean, okay. But I'm not going to cancel them because they ain't say shit that I didn't like. Right. But again, they were canceled by, they were canceled by the right. 
And honestly, their career has never bounced back from that. They've never been able to reclaim that notoriety that they had prior to that because of that. Now, does that mean Toby Keith owes them an apology? I don't feel Toby Keith's the only person that owes them an apology. Mm. I feel that country music in itself owes them an apology. Yeah. Um, I remember that do you i don't know if you know that song that all the country artists did a few years ago there was an old john denver song country uh mountain home country. yeah it was so, so they had all these past country stars and i remember thinking why are the dixie chicks not on here and that's mm. because they were canceled by country music and i yeah. was just like they should have been on this soundtrack they should have been on this song they they were incredible for country music they mm -hmm. brought country music a lot of it into the mainstream um almost pop redeemed because they came out around that time that shania twain came out um i love martina you exactly martina mcbride all these artists that delved a little bit into pop a little bit into other cultures other than just country music they were amazing Mm -hmm. But they were canceled because of that. Mm -hmm. So does does country music owe the chicks an apology? Hell yeah, they do. Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah, they do. But are they ever going to see it? It'll probably be a minute before they do. Now, they did perform with the queen, uh, Queen Bee, at... Um, yes. Yes, they did perform with Queen Bee, one of my favorite songs, um, which... Honestly, I was thinking about the other day how it was such a deep and profound song. Daddy they lessons. performed with yeah, they, mm -hmm. they they performed with her and was wonderful. Wonderful. It was I, I, yeah, I'm getting chills right now because exactly. like I loved the song you know, on Lemonade. Um, I loved it. It was one of my I couldn't I, I can't even say like I've loved any more song than another because that album was fucking fire. Yeah. It but was incredible. I you know, and it's hard for me to say this, but that made it even the the version with the chicks was even better. Yeah. It, it was it good was. in a different way. It was in yes. a different way. Like I love B and her individuality, but with the chicks it was really good. And it like <laughs> totally like you know, taken away from the message, but at the end, it was so cute when, oh, uh, yeah, she's like, when she said, right, good baby. job, B. <laughs> it's like, blue, uh, dude. That I was mean, so it was, funny. It's incredible. But again, they were artists that spoke what they felt. Mm -hmm. They did not. They did not say anybody should feel that way. They spoke what they felt, and they were canceled for it. So because people in powers in positions of power and they were in a position of power mm -hmm. when you speak people listen exactly, exactly and that was cancel culture and what what was that the early 2000s yes yeah so you have you have people like that who honestly i mean people did they deserve their cancellation no they did not not in our opinions right in some of course. people's opinions they did but so, then like have, uh, another example from country music that was still like the you know i saw and and again like i i appreciate good songwriters and i appreciate good music um and so like you know country music is is not my favorite but i appreciate the ones that i've seen that are good songwriters and i thought that like i i thought that 
there was a song or two by Big and Rich that I really liked. About yes, a song and a half yes. by Big and Rich that I really liked because I like good storytellers. <laughs> a song and a half. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't remember what the other one was well enough, but there was like a song and a half. And they were it, they were funny storytellers, right? Right, yeah. And then, um, like, I will never, like, I canceled them 100%. When they posted, after Nike put out the ad with Colin Kaepernick, they posted Reebok, Here We Come. And that's still the kind, yes, that's still the kind of um, messaging that, and I'm not speaking on country music as a whole, but it's still, but when you see the difference between how the Dixie Chicks were treated when they spoke against a Republican president in a war mm-hmm. that was supported by the right. And then you see Big and Rich still, and I, I don't know, are they still popular? But I, they, were, they weren't totally dragged. I, I did see right. that they weren't totally dragged by the country music scene for publicly opposing the Black Lives Matter movement. Right, exactly. And that's one of those things where you're like, okay, so what do we owe them? Kaepernick should have never, he was considered canceled by the right. Uh-huh. He, he lost his career because of yeah. it. And, and he still stands by that. That mm-hmm. That's incredible. He still stands by it. He still Absolutely. is like, I mean, it's nonviolent protest and look every yeah. day of my life mm-hmm. in order to get this message out there. Does he deserve what he got? No. Of course mm-hmm. not. We owe him an apology. We owe the chicks an apology. Who there? There are plenty of people who deserve apologies. Now there mm-hmm. are plenty of people who deserve whatever ass on the jackass wall you want to give them. J.K. Rowling, she, bitch. I mean, you, yeah. You like, should I felt some type of way about going to Harry Potter world after that. Yeah, because what you the fuck? Never opened your mouth. You just sat there, write them books, mm-hmm. which you were done with. Which you were talking, and all you had to with. sit back and do was make your money. Just collect that money. Like they you don't show... realize how many the probably the majority of your fan base is queer or exactly. supports queer people. Exactly. Like you literally cannot watch TV at all without seeing there. I'm sure there's a Harry Potter movie on right now. Right. All you gotta do is sit there and collect your coins. But you, you. And you know what? I bet that was the first time that she ever got any sort of yes. acclaim from the right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> from the same people who canceled her. She was already canceled, and they probably thought, you know what? She said something good for the first time. Exactly. I mean, they honestly, does she deserve to be canceled? Hell the fuck yeah. Yeah. You cannot speak on this shit and think it's okay, and that's not, that's not all right. Mm-hmm. You cannot be that way. Now let's take a break for a word from our sponsors. Hey, Swirl Talk listeners. I'm going to let you in on a little drag family secret. We have this running joke where we say, you might recognize me from Focus Magazine. Well, if you're in the Mid-South or Middle Tennessee area, you've probably seen the Focus Magazine hard copies around the city at newsstands. If you're not, you can always check out their website, focuslgbt.com. It's a great resource even for people around the area who have access to the magazines but want to see what else Focus has to offer. Focus magazine is all about LGBT plus people and their allies. Their work, play, families, creativity, style, health and wealth, bodies and souls. Focus is an attitude, spirited, independent, 
outspoken, serious, playful, and irreverent, sometimes controversial, <clears throat> always passionate. Check out Focus Magazine at focuslgbt.com and at newsstands around the Mid-South and Middle Tennessee. And now back to the show. You've got people like Ellen DeGeneres. Now, Ellen DeGeneres, <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres, her cancellation, <laughs> her cancellation is hilarious to me. Everybody is canceling her because she's not a nice person. Of course, she's not a nice person. <laughs> I mean, you can look at her and tell behind those gorgeous blue eyes, there's a whole lot of evil going on mm. in there. I mean, that that's all there is to it but am i so behind is she canceled right now yeah she's canceled like her show is going off the air next year i mean i knew that her show was going off the air but i didn't know if it was that she i I mean i'm so out of the loop okay so she has been canceled due to claims of creating a toxic work environment uh former employees have revealed that degeneres is not the same person when the cameras stop rolling well yeah first of all that's automatic i mean nobody is like that um she is demanding and ditches her be kind principles former employees also said that degenerates would fire people who take medical leave make racist comments and contribute to microaggressions so she is just not nice right but she does the right thing should she be canceled that's quite a conflict i'm gonna say no because she is She's not a nice person. She's famous. Nobody, nobody. Nobody's actually a nice person. None of your household, you know, celebrities. Uh, Betty White. She's not a nice person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Betty White has basically said, I'm a fucking bitch. Oh, yeah. And that's what she just like, everybody knows it. Like, everybody's always known it, even though she's been, you know, and Lucille Ball was apparently, you know. Yes. I mean, these are people who you chose to put up on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And once they were knocked down, then you're like, no, they need to be canceled. Do I feel she needs to be canceled? No. Do I feel that she needs to be called out on her behavior? Of course. You cannot be you cannot be one of those people who's like, oh my God, I love everyone. Everyone is so awesome. And I want everybody to be their own person. I want everybody to be this wonderful spirit that the light has shown you to be. And then get off and be like, fuck people. Mm, yeah. Like yeah. that. You can't be like You can't that. be the same. Yeah, you can't be that. That's same not person. okay. So let me ask you this. Do you think that we give more of a pass to white people than we do black people? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that yeah. just a given? Yeah. Because look no. at the people we've just talked about, right? Look at the people we've right. just talked about. Betty White, Ellen, Lucille Ball. Like, everybody still uh, loves Lucy. Yes, you know? of course, and of course. We white give so much get, more of a pass. But, hey, let me tell you about somebody who I'm not giving a pass to. Uh, Joe Osment. Not giving a pass to Joe Osment. <laughs> Um, let's go ahead and put that out there. Um, I have things to say. Canceled. 100% canceled. Now, why um, is but he canceled? But now, still... Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, um, the, some local businesses, uh, what was it? Porch and Parlor, and they had another location that they, uh, of a restaurant that they own downtown. Um, mm. they were publicly accused by 
people who worked there, of racist actions, of underpaying people, things like that. Um, and now this is this is why this is so interesting. They basically moved them to the back of the bus. Mm-hmm. For I mean, that's pretty much what they did. Keep, keep going, keep going. Tell tell what the people have said. And I just want to, I just want to let it be known. They moved them to the back of the bus. As far as their, the people who worked there? Yeah. 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 They moved, the, they moved their people to the back of the bus, but go ahead. Say what you were going to say. I'm sorry. Basically it was during the beginning of the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. um, this was in June of last year that people kind of whistle blew on the owner of porch and parlor and flight saying that both places were toxic work environments where it says the situation began when someone posted on social media looking for feedback on taking a job with the group. This was met with numerous accusations of racist and sexist practices at the restaurants, including seating black patrons upstairs at flight out of view of passersby and managers judging staff on their looks. Mm-hmm. So these were brought to light in June of last year, right around, you know, one of our time's most pivotal and climactic racial discussions and social justice discussions starting in the summer, really. I mean, it, it's been brought on by the Black Lives Matter movement and a lot of things, but it really, I think we can all agree that there was really a climactic point in history last year that still mm-hmm. continues now. Mm-hmm. And so this is really important, right? This is a really important conversation to have because this is right. this is Memphis. These, you know, it, our, our population is almost 70% Black people, African-American people, and this is a really important issue for our city and mm-hmm. our country. So when this happened, you know, you have to, like, there were numerous people who came out and said these things, and it, it's not just slander. And in these, in, in some articles that I found on it, they talked about the actual, like, the actions that people took into investigations into these accusations and things like that. So this is all blown up, and the representative, the Mr. Pegasus of the Pegasus um, organization here, he was the he was the king Pegasus. Mm-hmm. Um, he posted on social media that he was going to go and patronize porch and parlor and raise his glass to the to the protesters who were out there because they did mm-hmm. get a very the you know the community stepped up and said hey you know what they've been doing is wrong and they shouldn't be um they shouldn't you know benefit financially from this community and we need to stand up against that and really you know they were blowing the whistle on him so he was basically kind of flipping off the protesters and saying how this situation you know he was he was basically supporting this place that while they were in the midst of an investigation of several accusations of racism and my good friend Zoe Adams called him out in a lot of ways on Facebook and it started a lot of conversations and I don't know just kind of the shitty apology was shitty half apology was put out there it was not acceptable and um so he was asked to step down or he he was taken from his post as um as Mr. King Pegasus or whatever mm-hmm. um but now he is the president of Pegasus mm-hmm. tell us so how, what you think how, about the situation <laughs> so okay canceled <laughs> like Joel 
I I can personally say that I I don't recall ever meeting him or or even knowing who he was until this came up. But also, I had a stroke, and a lot of people that were not important to me or pivotal in my life, I completely forgot existed. Mm-hmm. So I could have met him, could have had an excellent conversation with him, an interesting relationship with him. It could have been wonderful. No, I don't believe so. Not at all. Do I feel he deserved to be canceled? Hell the fuck yeah, I do. Like, you cannot think that that is all right Mm-mm. and be like you know what, I'm going to support this restaurant because he's just doing what he feels. is No, you no, that's not okay. And he thought that he could just get away with it. And essentially he did. Essentially he did. Because he's still the representative of that organization that previously I had. And and there are people who are involved with the organization who I care for deeply and I have a lot of respect for them. But those actions speak very loudly. Exactly. And just because a lot of people have forgotten about it and a lot of people aren't talking about it and they probably just kind of squeeze that in there to make mm-hmm. him the president of the board, canceled. Just canceled. Yeah. Um, and because he is very symptomatic and, and those actions, cause you know, I mean, he just said what he said and got away with it. And it was a little, you know, it was a little uncomfortable for a little while because people called him out, but, um, you know, just carrying on that's symptomatic of the white male patriarchy that is very alive and well in the LGBT community. I love to hear you say this, Alex, this is so amazing because honestly, when I feel that when a black person feels that way, we're just being a black person. An angry black person. Yeah, we're an angry black person. And I happen to be an angry uh, gay, bisexual, pan, pansexual person. That's me. Mm-hmm. But when a white woman says it, that gives it validation. And that fucking which, sucks, but... <laughs> yeah, which... Oh, I was just about to say, which is not a good thing. No. But it's it's honest thing. So... That's that's what I'm saying. Has cancel culture taken a life of its own and made it a positive experience? Is it good to have cancel culture? Is it bad to have cancel culture? There's no there's no saying. Because I think it's super complex. I think it's way it more is, complex it's extremely, than that. It's mm-hmm. extremely complex. And it's one of those things where we have to use this information we have to use this knowledge to decide on the best way to use it it's it's almost like a superpower we have to utilize this ability to make people understand and recognize how you can and cannot act in this world we need to wield our social power yes we do because clout means a lot it 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 does and it's incredibly it's scary to think that as as people as a nation that one word can end someone's career but it's also very pivotal for people to realize that there's no such thing as you can't just say one thing and that's it you have to realize that unfortunately we have eyes and ears everywhere people are always watching people are always listening and fortunately and i do mean fortunately in today's society you can be recorded at any point in time Mm -hmm. It, it happens Yep. You need to be aware of that. Now, does that mean that you do every bit of bullshit or, or BS that you want behind closed doors where nobody's recording you and you make it that much more difficult? No, it doesn't. That that just means you need to be aware and not be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Not be a dick. 
you need to be aware of your actions. And, yes. you know, maybe that's exactly what we need. Exactly. We need cancel culture in some way so that it's because I've heard a lot of people, some of the people I've talked to have said, have called it accountability culture. Mm -hmm. Some have called it consequence culture, which I think is powerful. I think in that aspect, it is powerful. And that's why I think it's so complex, because I want to read something that um, someone who I just I always love the way that he thinks. I love that um, he's very expressive of his ideas. And he's someone who really, really just loves people. Um, and this is what he said about it. I think cancel culture is overkill. I think people everywhere are so thirsty for some sort of justice that human beings are generally not allowed to fuck up at all. Otherwise, their reputation and everything they've worked hard for will be destroyed. People can't even have beliefs or ideals of their own anymore. If an artist or famous person expresses their opinion on a subject during an interview and the wrong people disagree, then that famous person immediately becomes a candidate for cancellation. People are being accused of doing stuff they're not even doing. And without any proof, they're still thrown to the angry mob for justice. It's a damn shame, really. And I've only specified a couple of reasons why cancel culture is overrated and overkill. What do you think about that? Do I agree with him 100%? No, I don't. I do feel that cancel culture can be a good or a bad thing, depending on who is speaking. Do I feel that everyone deserves one chance and one chance only? No, mm -hmm. of course not. But does this mean that because of something I said 20 years ago, I should be canceled for it? I personally don't feel so. But that's also not up to me to decide. That's up to the world to decide, which is where I feel that everybody is unsure of how to handle cancel culture or, or feel about cancel culture. Mm -hmm. We have to recognize that we as a people are tired. Mm -hmm. We're tired of being undermined it we're tired of being considered less than we're tired of being you know pissed on for our belief system our actions our 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 words we're tired of that but also in that same regard we have to be aware that you can't just say anything you want mm -hmm. it's not allowed anymore you can't just say anything and get a pass on it so let me read something um, by a friend who has an opinion that tracks with that. So he said, you mean accountability culture? And I said, so do you think that the core of cancellation and accountability are synonymous in this context? And he said, I can't speak for the core, but I can speak for what I see in the origination of this current round of cancel culture and its wave of socially responsible engagement with businesses. The GOP wanted Citizens United, made corporations have 
constitutional freedoms so that those corporations could impede on women's rights over their own bodies, deny straight, non-straight folks services, etc., and gives the Walmart zero responsibility when their employees don't earn enough to not need food stamps, and gives corporate bailouts for destroying our drinking water and climate. Yeah, I'm going to cancel them out from my spending and thereby do the tiniest possible part of choosing accountability over convenience. Okay, so let's let's speak on that a little bit. So when the right considered cancel culture to be the right thing, was it better or worse than it is today? I think it depends on how much impact. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Okay, so the right used cancel culture as a way to get rid of things that they didn't like that people spoke out against. Mm -hmm. So do you think the left would say the exact same, or I'm sorry, the right would say the exact same thing about the left? No. Okay. What we're trying to do is we're trying to use that ability to say, okay, so you feel this way, this way, this way. You're welcome to your opinion. But that does not mean you're right. The right has always said that if you speak against America, if you speak against God, you speak against the fundamental what is good, what is bad, then you are canceled. You should be done. Mm -hmm. But the other side has always felt that you can speak against it. You can speak against this. You can speak against that. You just have to deal with the consequences of those actions. And that is the problem that the other side has against that. They don't want to deal with the consequences. Mm -hmm. They just want to say it and be done with it. Mm -hmm. And that that just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. That That's the problem. I, I am very strongly feel that cancel culture is, it, it is not really cancel culture. It is held accountable. Okay. You're being held accountable for what you feel. Whatever that is, as long as you stand by it, you should be good. You should be all right. Mm -hmm. But because you stand by it, that means that I don't have to support you in that. Mm -hmm. You get zero of my funds because of that. Mm -hmm. Do I feel that we should be bailing out big corporations? No. I don't feel that we should be spending our money to take care of them for their belief system. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. Should Walmart get money from us because they're not paying their people enough? No, they shouldn't. No. <laughs> no, they shouldn't. Should Big Pharma get money from us because they're using all that money they get to make a pill to save lives because they want to charge someone? No, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. That's not all right. For what they're charging us for it. Yeah. Does that make me a bad guy? Damn it, I'm bad then. Bring it. I'm okay with that. There's different levels of morality. Exactly. And different ideologies. Like a lot of the cancellations um, from, you know, the evangelical Christian side of it was based on purity culture and, you know, what their ideals were as far as what was acceptable and what's not acceptable, what God deems accept acceptable and what's not acceptable. And that's kind of the scary part of that sector of cancel culture is that it's not just their opinion. It's God's opinion. Yes. You know, yes. that is when you're wielding the power of God 
you know, there's a there's a big difference there. Um, I was reading this article about cancel culture and um, he said something about, um, you know, they had a substitute like the evangelical culture as a substitute for everything secular mm -hmm. you know halloween turns into trunk or treat where mm -hmm. you you know yes, go to a yes, church yes, and yes. walk around some halloween also turns into um i don't know if you had any experience with the judgment house um, no i didn't but i've heard of it before and that's extremely scary <laughs> that yeah that was done but no i my my family that was never anything that we had any like I didn't hear about that until I was damn near 20 30 years old so let me just go ahead into that a little bit um the same people who are canceling um Ellen for coming out the same people who are canceling um Harry Potter because it's of the devil are constructing hell inside of their churches with teenagers literally building stages that um it's it's a walkthrough kind of it's it's the evangelical version of a haunted house and they transform their churches into a live play where you walk from one room to the other and i was involved in this i i performed in in the judgment houses and i attended many of them wow um, where you walk through the scenery from one room to another um and it starts with a party of well the ones that i've seen all start with a party of teenagers uh after they're graduating or just you know teenagers in high school and um the majority of them are drinking and smoking and listening to rock music and there's one or two people generally it's like you know three or four people are drinking and smoking and listening to rock music aka worshiping satan and um there are like one to two people who aren't participating in that they're there with them but they say no to the drinking they say no to the smoking and they um try not to listen to the ACDC or um, Melissa Etheridge that's playing. <laughs> um, I want to come, so come over. No, no. Um, so you go on to the next room, which is them getting into a car and driving. And they all they have a car accident and everybody dies. And you go to the next room where um, there has been the construct of heaven. And that's where um, the two people, the one to two people who didn't drink, didn't smoke, and didn't sing along to come to my window, they go to heaven. And they're accepted by Jesus and God and all the lovely things. Um, while their fate is sealed, so is their... Um, deviant counterparts who were drinking and smoking and um, singing to heart or whatever. Um, and they are dragged to hell by demons, by other teenagers dressed up in all black who physically drag them into the next room, which is fiery, smoky, always smoke machines, smelly, um, this pit of despair where they're being burned for all of eternity 
away from everybody who they love. Oh, my God. Not even is it, you know, they're burning for all eternity, but they want you to know that when you drink and when you smoke and when you listen to Blink-182, that you will go to hell and you will watch other people who did that suffer as well. So it's not like fun little Nas X hell. Where you're sliding no. down a stripper pole there are and no grinding on the devil. For Satan. Yeah. Wow that no. that doesn't sound like fun at all to me. That, no. That, <laughs> no. That doesn't sound. But again, that might just be me. I could be like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not cool with that, and someone else could be like, you know, that sounds like a bomb ass time. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But yeah. but that goes back to. So you were raised like that to go mm-hmm. to events like that. That's crazy. I've never, I've heard of it, but I've never witnessed it or seen anything like it. And I'm so glad I didn't because that probably would have scarred my already fragile mindset to begin oh, with. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> you're, you're all right. As long as you're okay. It didn't affect me at all. No, it's all right. But yeah, no, that's kind of crazy. I've never... Wow. So this is the culture where, like, that to me, that's where I really saw cancel culture come from because of, you know, they were like, uh, we we don't want to read Harry Potter because that's satanic, but we've got 13 books in the Left Behind series. You want to yes, come read something yes. really serious? <laughs> the Left Behind series was one that, that was a scarring book. That was That was one of those books where I was like, there were several damn. books and several movies yeah, about it too. Damn. Like, yeah. All right, all like when you paint hell on earth as that way, that 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 doesn't sound like a good time at all. Mm-hmm. But um that's crazy. That's so crazy to me. So, I mean, this is this is cancel culture. This is yeah. our definition of cancel culture. That does not mean that that is everyone's definition. That's just our definition of cancel culture. And that's what this is. And I mean, that's in, in a nutshell, how crazy we have to be to have these views or have these opinions about things. And then to say, okay, now what do you do with it? How do you Well, things it? that, you know, we have the ability to tear someone down completely or build them up mm-hmm. with our words, with our finances, mm-hmm. with a lot of things, you know, cultural clout and, you know, where you stand in society, like yeah. societal gains. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think that cancel culture is too complex to identify as either negative or positive. Mm -hmm. I I think that it changes and it evolves and it's good in some scenarios and it's not in other scenarios. And people would, there are people out there who would completely disagree with me on all of those. And that's that, I think that's the whole, um, that's the niche of it. Exactly. That's, that's their opinion. Mm -hmm. Well, I am again, all for cancel culture. Um, if you, if you don't want to be canceled, don't say stupid shit. Simple Uh as that. Don't do stupid things. Uh Don't, don't touch inappropriate. Don't, don't touch people inappropriate. Don't, don't drug their drinks to make them have sex with you. 
Don't piss on little girls. Don't beat up your wife. Don't beat up your husband. Don't pay your workers so much that they have to be on food stamps when you're a multi-billion dollar corporation. Don't put black people upstairs because you don't want them to be seen from the windows. Don't say such things like, well, you spoke against my president, so you should be canceled. No, don't don't do those things and you won't get canceled. Simple as that. Your words... Your actions, have power. your financial yes. decisions, have power. Your yeah, everything you support and everything that you do and say has power, especially when you're in a position mm-hmm. of power. Whether that's you're wealthy, you're, I mean, frankly, you're a a white person mm-hmm. who has who has authority and power over people and decision makers mm-hmm. and those kind of things like you're you're what you put out there is very important it is what you do in private is very important it is it's very much and so. we're gonna call you out on it yeah <laughs> i'm here for it i'm totally mm-hmm. here for it well i'm here for cancel culture yeah, too so the positive <laughs> sides of it the good things that come out of it definitely definitely well, this has been an excellent talk with you, Alex. I mm-hmm. I love we have been showing our sass. Yes, I love speaking to you about these things. So this is great. Well, um, I guess I'll drop my own little two cents or saying at the end <laughs> okay, of this. Okay, cool. Is, yes. Please don't cancel us. We've got good <laughs> things to say. I'm Alex, and I'm Patrick, and this is Swirl Talking on a One, where we always say. You can't really say anything without getting caught or slapped in the face for it. Mm-hmm. Or with it. Or with, yes, yeah. definitely with it. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs>World Talk 901 is available on all major listening platforms. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Swirl Talk 901. If you're comfortable sharing your coming out story and want to be featured in an upcoming episode, you can email Patrick and Alex at swirltalk901 at gmail.com or leave them a voicemail at 901-264-0074. Swirl Talk 901 is a production of Queer For It Media, created and hosted by Patrick Pearson and Alex Carpenter, produced, edited, engineered, and scored by Mary Robine.